If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The revolution in investing is here. With Legacy Precious Metals' new online platform, you can invest in gold and silver anytime, anywhere. Choose your amounts, have them stored in a vault or shipped to you, and track your growth in real time. And with inflation impacting the cost of living and volatility in the stock market, there has never been a better time to invest in gold and silver. That's why I invest with Legacy Precious Metals. Sign up for your free account online today at buylegacygold.com. That's buylegacygold.com. On this episode of Newt's World, when Silicon Valley Bank was taken over by federal regulators last Friday, it was the largest U.S. bank failure since the 2008 financial crisis. There were a combination of factors that brought the bank under FDIC control. Then, Signature Bank, a New York financial institution with a large real estate lending business that had recently made a play to win cryptocurrency deposits, closed its doors abruptly on Sunday after regulators said that keeping the bank open could threaten the stability of the entire financial system. The challenges these small and mid-sized banks face is focusing on niche lines of business with a narrow customer base, which leaves them especially vulnerable to a run-on-the-bank scenario. And today, we're going to talk about these bank failures, the impact on the stock market, and why it's so important to diversify your investments. So I'm really pleased to welcome back my guest and good friend, Charles Thorngren, founder and CEO of Legacy Precious Metals. Charles, welcome. Thank you for joining me again on Newt's World. Thanks for having me, Newt. Happy to be here. What a perfect time for us to be having this conversation. You know, it's been quite a week for the banking industry and for concerned investors. I thought we ought to start by talking about each of the banking collapses because they're very different. So let's start with the Silicon Valley bank failure in Santa Clara, California. Can you walk us through what happened and why did they close? The big issue with the Silicon Valley Bank 
and being shut down by regulators, it really came down to a situation where the capital reserves weren't there. You have a facility, which was, again, a niche bank that was dealing with startups and a lot of crypto transactions. So you have such a niche situation because startups, as we know, don't typically generate profits, right? So the investments there are investments that need to be made for the long term while they await the ability to generate profitability. So you have a lot of great technology that will eventually become quite profitable, but how do we service them until they get there? That and then also the crypto markets as well. So it being a banking service to almost half of all the venture capital-backed technology, life science firms, and over 2,500 venture capital firms, it's unique in that aspect. So it has to be managed with that in mind. You get a company like that with all that cash from the startups, it gets a lot of initial cash. But as a bank, it keeps a very small amount of those reserves in cash. They're using that to invest. And what they do outside of technology and the creation of new technology and crypto-related assets, they like to manage it like a regular bank. So they buy long-term debt like U.S. Treasury bonds. And those are great. They're steady. They give a modest return. But that's only effective when interest rates are low. The bank didn't have the foresight or didn't listen to you, Newt, when we were talking about, you know, interest rates going up. They didn't have the foresight to step out of the regular world that they're used to dealing in and look at things outside of it to realize that with what's happening in the economy with inflation, it puts them at risk. And that really is the key basis. So when you have your crypto investor who most crypto investors have had any success, you know, have deposits in that bank over the $250,000 mark. They begin to get worried. They run on the bank. They want to make sure that they get their money before anything happens. So when you have that and you had a company that had all that pandemic money and they did what banks typically do, they put it in those long-term bonds, treasury bonds, it provides the inability to meet the needs of the customers removing funds. Well, you had a situation here in California where the bank really had a non-bank model. It was really a venture capital firm calling itself a bank, and it didn't have the kind of long-term liquidity that you would expect. The whole theory is that they make long-term loans that pay more ultimately than they're paying their depositors, which is how they survive. It's a relatively small bank. I mean, the numbers nowadays are so huge, but it had $209 billion in assets, but J.P. Morgan Chase has $3 trillion. However, on Monday, President Biden publicly announced that all deposits, not just up to 250000 would be covered by the FDIC. To quote Biden, your deposits will be there when you need them. I think that was done to minimize a general run on banks at large. But isn't that in the long run a dangerous strategy to have no risk at all? Absolutely. The FDIC insurance is not there to make you whole. It's there to provide a cushion so that banks can do what they need to do. They can leverage. They can give you protection if their model is correct. And 
most people who have a bank account don't have a bank account that has an excess of $250,000 in it in one place. It's usually invested someplace. It's not sitting in cash. So when you look at that and when President Biden says he's going to make the steps to go against tradition and to go against what is the common rule of banking and guarantee every deposit, this becomes a problem. FDIC insurance is typically paid by the banking facilities. This is a fee they absorb for that form of protection from a bank run and from illiquidity. But when you go above the amount that's insured, that means us, the taxpayers, now have to bail out those amounts above the federal insurance. You have a scenario where people who used common sense, who had their funds diversified correctly, are now having to pay for those who just put their money in what we really can call a venture capital firm, not a bank. This rings disingenuous to what the FDIC was actually created to do. So following up on the Silicon Valley Bank in California, we then had a failure all the way across the country in the New York-based Signature Bank, which had 40 branches around the country. And on Sunday, March 12th, it became the third largest failure in U.S. banking history. It's totally different from the Silicon Valley Bank because it largely was a real estate lending business and it recently invested very heavily in cryptocurrency deposits. And it really closed its doors very abruptly on Sunday. It's a fascinating moment. Here you had a bank that, again, was going way out of normal banking business. It had 40 branches, assets of about $110 billion, but the bank itself ended up in a situation where it had something like $16 billion in deposits from digital asset-related customers, and crypto investing has really had a bad couple of months. So as those things went down, the bank's holdings went down. The result is that there's another banking example. And again, the FDIC said that everybody would be made whole. Now, Charles Schwab's shares fell a lot on Monday. Do you have a sense that they are stabilizing or do you think that they're also in danger? There's the feel that they are stabilizing, but I do believe there's still danger. Charles Schwab has a unique model where it's really almost a self-serve. So you have customers who don't necessarily follow the typical norms of where they would put money if you were an investment firm. So you have a makeup of investors who are doing kind of what they want. So it's really hard for Charles Schwab to be able to position themselves based on what the customers want. So they're having to step out of the normal model as well. And I think like a Charles Schwab, you see problems as the economy gets tougher and most people aren't adding new to the investment parameters in just equities because of what's going on in the markets. And as people seek diversification, Charles Schwab suffers because of that. They're not going to be taking in the deposits that they're used to. So that gives them a weakness that it's hard to quantify until you dig into the books. But the general perception is they're not going to perform as well as your more normalized banks. So yes, continued weakness there. There are some firms which in really good times do really well, do better than big banks. But then in bad times, they're at dramatically greater risk. And Schwab is a big bank. It's the eighth largest U.S. bank by assets with $7 trillion in client assets, 33.8 million active brokerage accounts. So even to have a place like that a little shaken 
is a sign that the system is under considerable stress, really for the first time since 2008. And again, it's a liquidity problem. You know, the Federal Reserve is trying to fight inflation. It's raising interest rates. It's changing the game. These guys had all sort of gotten into a game of low interest rates and lots of money. And now there isn't as much money and the interest has gone up. This is not a new thing. People need to remember that when the stock market crashed back in October of 1929, people really were worried. And as a result, there was a huge run on the bank. 650 banks failed in 1929. More than 1,300 failed in 1930. In December 31, New York's Bank of the United States collapsed with more than $200 million in deposits, making it the largest single bank failure in American history at that time. And then, of course, we thought we'd learned all those lessons. And then in the 2008 financial crisis, we sort of repeated a whole bunch of mistakes. And you ended up with a very big system going broke. Home prices began to fall in early 2006. Then subprime lenders began to file for bankruptcy in 2007. Two big hedge funds failed, weighed down by investments in subprime loans. And that began to cause a panic. And then in September 2008, Lehman Brothers, a very old, very prestigious firm, collapsed in the biggest U.S. bankruptcy ever. And so we had to go through a whole cycle of deep economic pain. So it strikes me that this is the perfect moment for you to share with us your thinking about a diversified investment plan, given what happens if you put all of your eggs in one basket and that basket gets dropped. Absolutely. And that basket has been dropped and we're seeing it. And this is why we talk so much about diversifying. You want the ability of your portfolio to withstand the known issues, but also the unknown. And shocks like this to the system, even though that we've talked about it and we've kind of been talking about it because interest rates were going up, to this degree, it's considered an unknown shock. And this is why we diversify. Metals in this scenario are there to protect that plunge that you can see until some normalcy comes back. And this is why we talk about diversity. Is it good to have metals over the long term? Absolutely. We run a society to where there is inflation. It's considered good. So you always have a need for metals. But in a time of high inflation and in a time of wild rides in equities markets and increased loan costs for real estate, you throw the cryptos in there, which even during a normal market are wild to begin with. This is why metals are so important. They give your portfolio that protection. You don't have to take the huge hit from not being in strictly just equities. You don't have to take the huge hit of being just in cryptos or just in real estate. By having the metals, you offer a bottom line protection to what your account value is. You're not going to take those big losses. And you're going to see your metals outperform and give you the protection in some cases, even perform to the point where you don't take a loss on the year on your portfolio, because they'll be there to bridge that difference between your other assets and the rise in value of metals. Are you worried about your financial assets after recent events in banking? Cut through the market uncertainty? with the tried and true safe haven against volatility, gold. When it comes to investing in gold and silver, I trust and invest with Legacy Precious Metals. Legacy Precious Metals makes it easy to invest in precious metals with its revolutionary online platform. 
With just a few clicks, you can open your account, select your metals, and start investing. They can store your metals in vaults or ship them directly to you. And you'll have access to a personalized dashboard where you can track your portfolio growth in real time, putting you in complete control of your money. With Legacy Precious Metals, diversify your portfolio beyond stocks and bonds, safeguard your retirement, and preserve your portfolio's value against inflation. Protect your hard-earned money from market fluctuations. Call Legacy Precious Metals at 866-484-4043. That's 866-484-4043. Or create your free account at buylegacygold.com. That's buylegacygold.com. Part of what you're talking about in diversity is precisely because you can suddenly have very dramatic economic changes. You know, last year, the Federal Reserve raised interest rates at the fastest pace since the 1980s. It went from just barely above zero to 4.5% in one year. Large parts of the system had not expected that scale of transition. And Jerome Powell, the Federal Reserve chair, has been very clear in his testimony before the Senate Banking Committee that they are going to continue to raise interest rates until they get to a point that inflation gets down to about 2% a year, which is a very significant change from now and is going to put a great deal of pressure on people who are counting on paper investments leading to very large upsides. You've been through this before and you've seen this before. To what extent does that almost make the case for gold and silver being a very, very important hedge against these kind of dramatic changes? That's a great question. And I would say it doesn't just make the case, it makes it a necessity. There is one thing that's going to counteract the interest rates, the turnaround in the economy as we see interest rates go higher and the cost of things get higher because it costs manufacturers more. This is exactly why we need precious metals. It will be the one asset that continues to move up and counter that loss that you're receiving in your purchasing power, but also in the interest rates. And it's going to give you the opportunity to ride through the wave until we can get back to a 2% rate. It's going to take time. It's going to take years. 2008, it was a decade before we really got back to strength. Chairman Powell is pretty clear. He says he wants it to get down to 2%. Well, the annual rate as of the end of January is 6.4%. And the previous year, it was 6.5%. So they have not yet dented the scale of the inflation that has been built up by years of too much government spending, years of too much deficit. It seems to me that in specific areas, for example, in the consumer price index, the consumer price index for urban consumers actually rose by half percent in January, which would in principle be like 6% a year and people who've been going to the grocery store have seen those kind of changes. So you're going to see continued pressure, it seems to me, from the Federal Reserve and continued increases in interest rates. And the result's going to be that for a lot of investments, things are going to get much tighter. And particularly if this then translates through to mortgage rates and that then translates through to housing, housing is a huge producer of jobs in this country. And I think that People in that kind of a setting really need some base of stability from which they can then look at what's happening to their other assets. Absolutely. And 
it's like you said, Chairman Powell has been saying this for more than a year now, but no one's been listening. That's the devastating part. You have advisors out there who aren't taking the chairman at his word to their own detriment and to their client's detriment. He's been very specific. This is where that phrase comes from, higher for longer. His path is very clear and it is necessary. It is one of the few ways that we can actually combat the inflation that we have. As you said, we've been through such a long period of easy money, low interest rates, that the system has almost forgotten how to behave normally. So this is why we have to take these steps. And it will affect the housing markets. It's going to affect everything. Credit card debt, that's next. That's something that hasn't been talked about yet, but we'll see. But housing specifically, it's such a key factor to the United States economy, whether it's you build the houses or you sell the houses or you furnish the houses or you furnish the furniture that goes to the houses and all the goods that wrap around it. It creates such a shock that people begin to lose faith in housing then. And that's a detriment. Well, and at that point, people who had bought a house expecting it to rise, I think for most middle-class Americans, their home is their largest single capital investment. And they spend 20 or 30 years paying off the mortgage, and they think it's going to provide a nice baseline for their retirement. And suddenly they're faced with a much tougher housing market because the rise in interest rates to combat the inflation, you know, the average rate on a 30-year fixed-rate home loan climbed to 6.73%. And I think two or three years ago, it was probably down at around two or three. And if you average that out over a 30-year period, that is a lot of money you're now going to pay, not just for the house, but for the loan. And that changes things in a way that, again, I think reinforces your emphasis that People have to recognize that the world can change and that they need diversity so that whichever direction the world goes in, they still have a stable baseline from which they can plan their future. Absolutely. And the interesting thing with the housing, too, if you look at that increase, dramatically changes the monthly payment. Unfortunately, most people buy homes today based on what it costs them a month to live in it instead of the value of the home. And you're now having a situation where people are paying twice as much than they were last year for the same home value. You've worked hard for your savings. What are you doing to protect its value? We all know the stock market is volatile. By diversifying your portfolio, you can protect yourself from an unpredictable market. That's why I invest with Legacy Precious Metals. Legacy Precious Metals has a revolutionary new platform that allows you to invest in real gold and silver online. They make investing in gold and silver simple. Just open an online account, select your metals of choice, and choose to have them stored in a vault or shipped to your door. You'll have access to a personalized dashboard where you can track your portfolio growth in real time, anytime. Create your free account online at buylegacygold.com or Give their experts a call today at 866-484-4043. Even in the event of a stock market, housing market, or banking collapse, gold and silver have been shown to retain their worth. Don't leave your future up to chance. Call Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-484-4043 or visit buylegacygold.com. Can you talk to us for a little bit about 
how gold performed compared to other asset classes over the last year? Absolutely. We were up 18% just in this past quarter. And we saw a small dip, which was amazing. But more importantly, is it's starting to move again. So what we see is you take a look at your equities markets and you see that they're averaging down about 19, 20%, depending on if you're in a fund or the overall. And gold has replaced that loss. And that's one of the key things we look at. When you're looking at gold and silver and you're seeing 18 to 22% return based on whether it's gold or silver or it's a combination, you see that offset. It brings to point exactly what we've been saying. You take this asset and you use it as the insurance. So what we've lost in the equity is what we've lost in possible real estate. We offset that with precious metals. It gives us a flatter curve of growth than just being in one asset. If you're in just equities, your growth curve is very scattered. It's very up and down. When you add metals to the mix, you flatten out that curve. And it gives you what you really want is a more balanced growth rate to get to your goal, whether it be retirement or just saving assets or protecting purchasing power. And that's one of the important things about it. When you do this, you remove the risk of the unknown. You protect that purchasing power. And this is why we do it. And you'll see in the year to come, I think you're going to see an even greater growth rate in your metals because you're going to see, unfortunately, more loss in the equities markets because we know that the rate that we have now, we're sitting at 4.75-ish roughly for the Fed's rate. There's talk that they're going to have to go over six to get rid of this inflation and hold it there for a while. So, well, I was struck, by the way, that gold has had a pretty good run and really surged in January. Silver has been remarkable. Can you talk a little bit about what's happening in the silver market? Silver to me is the superstar that no one talks about. Gold is fantastic. Most people think of metals, they think of gold. And gold is a great currency asset. Silver is also a currency asset. It replaces your dollars, but it has so much manufacturing capabilities. It has such a need in a world where everyone wants to put solar or put a hybrid engine, there's so much silver used in that transaction. To create energy from the sun takes a lot of silver. To create electronic devices, there's a lot of silver. So you're seeing more and more silver being used in a mechanical application along with its investment application. So when we look at silver and know that there's such a demand on it, there's a problem getting enough silver out of the ground. And that's probably the easiest way to say it. We don't have enough silver to meet demand. So with that, we're seeing a push and we're seeing an elevation in the price. And it's a great time to take advantage of that because we know solar is not going away. Electric vehicles are not going away. And electronics are not going away. So the demand is always going to be there. Hasn't silver recently, precisely because there's not enough available, hasn't it risen like to a nine-year high? It has. And it still has much further to go. That's the interesting thing. Most people don't pay attention to the metals until it's already starting to set new highs. So is it at a nine-year high? Yes, but it's also at a very good price point right now. Back in the 80s, we had silver in the $50 range. And it made sense then, inflation, demand. So we're stepping back into 
a period where metals will shine again because we're seeing the same scenario, like you said earlier. You would think that we would have learned from the past, but yet here we are making some of the same mistakes. And that gives us the ability to look at that and say, okay, history, we're going to learn from you now. We're going to diversify because we know the metals have a more substantial run yet to go for an investment, but still maintain all of that purchasing power protection. So you get the insurance plus the investment return. Now, at this time of rising interest in gold and silver, legacy precious metals has actually done, I think, a very interesting thing, creating a new interactive method for investing in gold, silver, and other precious metals. Can you walk folks through, because this was a real innovation on your part, and I think makes it so much easier for people to get involved. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. We've looked at the industry, and we're always trying to make it easier for our customers. We want to take care of our customers the best that we can. With that, we've decided, what can we do in a day and age where everything is online and everything is interactive in a way through an app, through a website? We said, how do we do this for our customers? And it took us some time, but we have just recently launched our new online investing platform. You can find it by going to the website. But the important thing to know about this is it gives you control. The great thing is we are here for you. We are as full service as you want us to be, or we are as hands-off as you would like us to be. It's truly up to you. Now, what most people will do is they will contact us first, talk about metals, see if it's right for them, and then we can show them how to go through the online platform and get themselves set up and get full control of your portfolio right from your own account. This really lets you select your coins and bars gives you real-time pricing. It also lets you roll your existing retirement account into a precious metals IRA. I mean, all these things are now doable by going to your new platform. Absolutely. It's the next step in the industry. As leaders in the industry, we want to make sure that we're always bringing you what you want, what makes sense for you so that you can choose the options that matter to you. But we've said it before, we want to customize the investment to your needs. And here's how we can truly do that. So you also make it pretty easy for people to have secure transactions. What are the different ways they can fund their account? Security is everything, right? On an online world, you have to make sure the security is there. And that's what we've done. So you can fund the transactions many different ways, and they're all very secure. It's just as secure as you can get. You can fund your account with a wire transfer. You can fund your account with an ACH transfer as well. You can do a checkbook transfer. You can even send us a check if you'd like. By connecting your bank, though, you have a great thing. You have the ability to not only purchase, but you can sell and have the funds directly added to your bank account as well. So we've given you as much access as is available to you in the most secure way possible. So that really creates a fluidity if somebody needs the money back to make another purchase. It's right there online at your new Buy Legacy Gold site. Absolutely. And things happen. We understand that, you know, in a world where things are getting more difficult, someone may need to sell some of their assets and they have the ability to do that. The great thing about it is you can access your account online 24-7. It's there. So that means somebody who's curious or anxiety ridden can literally go in any time of the day or night and see exactly where their personal account is and the value of their personal account. Absolutely. And the great thing about that, Newt, 
is it really changes everything for the customer. It's a real game changer. People who have been hesitant in the past to invest in gold and silver, we hear a lot of it is, what's the transparency? How do I know? What do I know what it's worth? We've taken that fear away. We've given you the ability to see exactly what you've invested in, when you invested in it, what it's currently worth, and also the ability to buy and sell. It's real-time updates. Somebody who's listened to us and who's now intrigued, what exactly do they do to set up their account? I'm going to tell you one of the best things to do. Go to our website, buylegacygold.com slash newt. Take a look at us, but more importantly, give us a call. Our phone number is 866-484-4043 and speak to one of our representatives. They're going to give you all the options that are available to you. And that's important because even though if you choose to do it by yourself, you should have a plan decided. And we have a great team here to help you do that. I think that's important for people to realize that Legacy Precious Metals was set up in part in order to enable people to learn and to bring the opportunities to everybody. Absolutely. I hope today people, as they listen to our discussion of banks, of inflation, of the Federal Reserve, I hope they realize how much you are committed to helping citizens manage their account. And I want to thank you for joining me and helping me and, frankly, our listeners make sense of the current economic environment, the various bank closings, how we can save for our own futures while dealing with uncertainty in the market. And I want to let our listeners know if they want more information, they can call Charles and his team at Legacy Precious Metals directly at 866-484-4043. That's 866-484-4043. Thank you, Charles. Oh, it's my pleasure, and thank you. Thank you to my guest, Charles Thorngren. You can learn more about Legacy Precious Metals' new online investing platform at buylegacygold.com slash newt. Newt's World is produced by Gingrich 360 and iHeartMedia. Our executive producer is Garnsey Sloan. Our producer is Rebecca Howe, and our researcher is Rachel Peterson. The artwork for the show was created by Steve Penley. Special thanks to the team at Gingrich 360. If you've been enjoying Newt's World, I hope you'll go to Apple Podcast and both rate us with five stars and give us a review so others can learn what it's all about. Right now, listeners of Newt's World can sign up for my three free weekly columns at Gingrich360.com newsletter. I'm Newt Gingrich. This is Newt's World. And this episode of Newt's World was brought to you by Legacy Precious Metals. The revolution in investing is here. With Legacy Precious Metals' new online platform, you can invest in gold and silver anytime, anywhere. Choose your amounts, have them stored in a vault or shipped to you, and track your growth in real time. And with inflation impacting the cost of living and volatility in the stock market, there has never been a better time to invest in gold and silver. That's why I invest with Legacy Precious Metals. Sign up for your free account online today at buylegacygold.com. That's buylegacygold.com. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. 
Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.